All right, I just got done watching the second part of the Michigan hearing where Mayor Giuliani and Jenny, Jenna Ellis were. It was supposed to end around 9 o'clock, but here we are at 11. So I am recording super late. <laughs> uh, so this is going to be a delusional show. I want to talk about that. I just want to talk about other things that are going on. Uh, but before I should say, welcome to How to Build a Tent. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening to the show, sharing the show for everyone who's a new subscriber, watcher, YouTuber, podcaster. You can find us wherever we listen on podcasts on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network or, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Go over to flfnetwork.com. Put in an HTBT in a memo field. Support us as we proclaim the lordship of Jesus in every area of life. Politics, business, all the rest. You are also going to help us as a platform when we get to platform because, you know, we're in a battle and we're getting doxxed and we're getting, I mean, we're not personally getting doxxed, but our side is getting doxxed. We're trying to get deplatformed. We're definitely getting censored. And, you know, I think every single one of us on the network has been uh, banned on social media sites from uh, now and again. But I uh, appreciate everyone who helps uh, help support us by subscribing and being part of us as we do this. As I was coming on, I was looking David Schaefer, who's been uh, reporting. And uh, I actually think I'm going to click on his profile right now on Twitter. He is part of the GOP Republican Party for Georgia. And... Fulton County Commissioner Liz Hosman just alerted him that Fulton County is rescanning a batch of 12,000 ballots due to unexplained technical problems. 12,000 ballots. It's a mess. It's a mess, guys. This whole election was a mess, as you know. But I just wanted to say this before we get into what I thought about the Michigan legislature. This is probably going to be a little shorter because I am recording this at 11 o'clock at night. Is... I've been seeing people on both sides of the conservative Republican Party, anyone who's going to be voting for Republicans, and I've been hearing two sides. One is you have to go vote for the two senators that are in the Georgia runoff because if we lose the Senate, it's over. And then I hear the other side of the our side still, but the other group of people who are saying, why? It's just going to be stolen from us just like this election. And I'm on their side. I agree. I don't think you should take part in a sham election. I think that should be part of your protest like we do in third world countries. Part of the protest is not participating in the sham elections. You're not going to give validity to an election by voting for it. But there's not these two options. I don't believe. This is what we should be doing. If you live in Georgia, if you care about America, if you care about the integrity of our laws, because even if you go and you show up and you vote for the GOP senators, the likelihood when you take into account the election we just had, the likelihood that that's going to be enough to overcome the cheating is not substantial. You're 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 dreaming. You're a conspiracy theorist if you believe your vote's going to count in Georgia for the Senate runoff. That's happening in January. I mean, Stacey Abrams is already bragging about the mail-in ballot she has. So no, just going to vote and turning out is not going to be the solution here, guys. But I'm not a pessimist. I may be pre-mill, but I'm not a pessimist, guys. 
there is not two options of showing up and being beaten by cheating or not showing up and being beaten by low turnout. This is the third option. If you are a Georgia citizen, demand the election runoff be postponed. Demand it. Say Maybe it's in the law. Maybe it's not. I don't know what Georgia law is. But when there's fraud, you have a Republican legislature. You have a Republican governor. You have a Republican, from what I understand, a secretary of state. I don't care if they're corrupt or not. But make them delay the vote. Demand it. That's the right thing to do. That is how we win the two Senate seats in the runoff. Is we delay the, re the election until we can validate that the results are going to be fair and accurate. Why is no one talking about this? Why is nobody talking about this? So either we're going to show up and vote or lose and lose because they're going to out cheat us or they are going to cheat. It's not like we're cheating. They're going to cheat us, cheat more than we're going to turn out and vote or we don't vote and protest. Those aren't the only two options. And you might be thinking there's no use. They aren't going to listen to us. Kemp's corrupt or whatever his name is. Secretary of State's corrupt. They were part of the Dominion software or whatever. They're not doing anything. Guys, momentum is on our side. I don't know if you realize this, and this is going to segue into our Michigan review, is the news media has been changing their tune. Remember, you have to, this is something that the communist and the socialist citizens had to get really good at. I'm going to adjust my mic a little bit so I can scoot over. Sorry for those who listen on YouTube. You guys are on podcasts. You don't care. This is something that communists and people under authoritarian, totalitarian rule had to get really good at is reading the propaganda. That is reading between the lines. When the propaganda shifted, what does it mean? And that's where we're at in the United States, guys. The propaganda is the media arm, is the social media. When the so, when the social media sites right now in 2020 after the election, December, what is it, second? When they, they censor something, when they put a label on something as disputed, I'm more likely to believe it. When the social media sites certify and gives a blue check mark to an account, I become very skeptical of it. I joked about it. I consider it a scarlet letter. It's actually the opposite of what the check mark is supposed to do. And we need to do that with the media. The media is shifting from there is no voter fraud to there's not substantial voter fraud. And we're starting to move the narrative because we're winning, because there's momentum. So don't give up in Georgia. Another difference I saw, even from one night, guys, in Michigan, when the Democrats in the hearing yesterday, the day before this recording, they were kind of not knowing what to say. And they were, you know, we, we should have honest and fair elections. They, they weren't really putting up a fight. They weren't really attacking the witnesses. There was no game plan. They were just there asking questions and they were trying to be agreeable. 
But what happened in this election that Mary, Mayor, Mayor, Mayor Giuliani and Jenna Ellis were at was a whole other kind of Democrat. They were hostile. The one person was asking for the first witness to spell her name out, to repeat it and make sure that it's clear for everyone to hear. She was doxing her. She was trying to get her name clearly out there for people to dox her and further harass her. Because all of these witnesses, one of them testified she can't even get a job now. And then also she's a city worker. I bet she's going to get fired from her job too. That shouldn't surprise us. We're at war. That's what's going to happen. There's going to be casualties. There's going to be setbacks. But are we willing to pledge our lives our fortunes and our sacred honor because there's going to be some of us who take those casualties that are taking those hits, but it's for the greater purpose. This is when the ends justify their means. Not when we become immoral and do sinful things and act horrendously and disobey God. But the ends justify the means when we are sacrificing for the greater good. That's when the ends justify the means. That's the proper context for that saying. Just like I said, I don't know if I said this on the show, but when God commanded the Israelites to go into the promised land and destroy nations and to go to war with nations. And when they feared and cowered away, God punished them for unbelief. And they circled the desert for 40 years until the generation died off. But what was amazing about that is obedience and faith was going to war. Which means what? That there would be casualties. Do you think no one died? No one got injured? No one lost their livelihood from going to war in the promised land? The promised land. Of course not. People, the Israelis died in obedience and faith. The ends justified the means. Because it was obedience to Christ. It was being good stewards of the calling that God gave them. He gave them that land and to not take it, to not go forward and fight the giants in the land that are intimidating and overwhelming was disobedience and unfaithful. And so these witnesses that testified in the Michigan hearing today that were getting doxxed, that were getting their credibility tainted, they understood that it was worth it for the prize and for what we are fighting for. And they need our support. They need our prayers. They need our encouragement. They need our finances. They need whatever they can. They need us to fight as well and to give our sworn affidavits when appropriate, to give a voice to the rally when it's appropriate, when it's available, to speak out, to fight against, to bring light to evil, to bring truth to the lies. And there's a lot of them. This is another thing that I'm very thankful for. And even though there are some Christians, there are people on our side that I definitely don't agree with theologically in all every instance. But the fact that the people on our side 
are praying for and calling for us to pray to God, to put on the armor of God, the fact that it's our side talking about scripture and talking about having faith and talking about preparing for spiritual warfare and talking about these things, and the other side is the side rejecting God, even if they are people I don't necessarily theologically agree with, I'm very comfortable being on this team. And I hope you are too. I hope you are too. So a lot of the witnesses in Michigan the second time were the same. Some were new. But the difference was the discredibility or the the way the attacks that the Democrats had of discrediting the witnesses that were talking and trying to make it a race thing, to trying to make it racial, to trying to be on the attack and to make these witnesses seem like it wasn't a big deal. But I have to tell you guys, after seeing this hearing, and I kind of felt it the first one last night and then this one, well, I guess two nights ago and then last night because you're listening to this the next day, is I don't feel like Michigan legislatures are going to do anything. And I don't want you to get discouraged by that. For one, we don't need Michigan. For two, in wars and in battles, there's ebbs and flows, and we need to learn how to mature our emotions and mature ourselves to see above the tide that comes and goes and ups and downs and not be able to be carried from to and fro. That is a person that doesn't have faith, that can be washed back and forth, the Bible says. But when we are on solid foundations, when we are on solid ground, when we stand on Christ, the ebbs and flows of the battles we're in should not affect our outlook. And for the second point is we don't even need Michigan. So we should be firmly on the foundation of Christ that when we don't have battles go our way, we know that he is still in control and that we still ought to fight because it's faithful and pleasing to him. And he tells us to be good stewards of what he has given us. And then also, from a strategic point of view, we don't even need Michigan. If we get Pennsylvania, we get Georgia, get Arizona, or Nevada, we need Georgia, Pennsylvania, and something else. And that's still true today. And I feel good about Pennsylvania. I feel good about Arizona. I pretty feel good about Georgia, and we might not, we might even get Nevada as a bonus through the court system. And I just heard to the tonight that four of the Supreme Court justices approved, or I don't know how to say it from the Supreme Court way, but agreed to hear the case from Pennsylvania. So one of those cases is going, I think it's the Kelly case, is going to go before the Supreme Court. So even though I, and I'll say this too, Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis did a phenomenal job. The witnesses, a phenomenal job. They weren't perfect, but there's no such thing as a flawless victory. The only flawless victory I've ever seen in life is in Mortal Kombat, <laughs> the game I played as a kid. There was an end when you beat the person and you could be able to do a code to get a secret like move that would kill the person. It'd be a flawless victory. But in reality, there's no such thing as a flawless victory. There's always things to improve on. There's always mistakes that are being made, but that doesn't ensure victory. So let's not be discouraged. Let's not be too critical of people when they make mistakes because perfection is not required for victory. There's no such thing as a flawless victory. But I will say this, that Mayor Giuliani and Jenna Ellis did a phenomenal job. 
They did a phenomenal job. But I just think it's a matter of courage by the Republicans in Michigan. I don't think it's there. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. If I am wrong, it's because of the speech that Mayor Giuliani closed with at the end. So let's pray. Let's continue to fight. Let's not be discouraged. Let's have the maturity to rise above the ebbs and flows and not let our emotions be taken with the currents, but that we stand on the solid rock of God and be bold and courageous and continue to pledge our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor guided by divine providence for his glory. In Jesus' name, talk to you tomorrow.